What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 221st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ. And what a week it's been. Such a week that we're recording on a Friday night. Uh, mostly because Travis is not able to record this weekend. And Travis is here. That's true. The I'm starting to worry about myself, Steve, because... This running joke of correcting myself on the show about 10 minutes after I make the mistake, after I look something up on Bulbapedia, has gone a little too far, and I'll explain why. I got a notification on our Slack channel today, the Slack channel that Patreon patrons have access to, from one of our patrons saying, hey, look at my... uh, Look and look at my competitive team and see if you have any suggestions. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look at that tonight." Uh, and shout out to uh, Joe. I won't give out his last name in case he doesn't want it. But shout out to Joe on our Patreon chat, on our Slack chat. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'll look at this later tonight." And then he said, "Travis, are you responding to my message about my son team that I sent like three months ago?" <laughs> and it turns out that yes, I was because he sent that in November. But I swear I just got the Slack notification <laughs> I an will hour say, ago. I will say, though, I've seen your little bubble lit up on Slack a lot more this past week. That's true. And I don't uh, know if it's because like, you finally have indulged yourself or it's because of all the E3 news has brought you there. It took me a while for it to become just one of those tabs that I have open. Okay. It, right. it took a while to cement itself uh, in the canon of tabs that I always have open along <laughs> with TweetDeck and Facebook and sure. sort of thing. All right. Well, we have Will here, who is probably more active on Slack than I am. Uh, probably, yeah, because I do. I stay on Slack to avoid my job, which makes me <laughs> miserable. So it's Slack my, or your job? My job. Okay. Woo. But I'm I'm really concerned and disturbed because now from what I've just heard, I, I think Travis is trying to steal my BFF Joe. Or do we only have one Joe from Slack? We only have one Joe on Slack who does competitive battling. Well, here's the thing. Of. I'm clearly not doing a good job of it, given that it takes me three months to respond when he sends me a message. So like I'm I'm not I'm not don't worry, I'm I am no threat, I promise. Here's the here's the real thing. You don't know what Joe is into. And those late replies, <laughs> that's what he's into. I respect you keeping character though, Travis, outside of ISE and inside of ISE. It's I can't I can't be anything but me. Can't be anything but me. This is a Pokemon podcast, but we uh we don't like to talk about Pokemon for the first couple minutes. So instead, Will, how was your week? How was your E3 week? Well, I mean, I've had very little E3 because I have a job and all of those tree houses of terror were like during work hours. So, Which is I, the best place to watch and ignore work. Well, except that I share an office with another person who is not supportive of a 43-year-old man playing video games. So... She's quite critical if I put on the uh, YouTubes to watch a little bit of footage mm. every now and then. Um, so I do like to avoid that type of criticism. 
And I had meetings, like legit meetings that I had to be at to talk about money and technology and all those boring, boring things that we get to Welcome do for to adults. Welcome to Bureaucast, the number one podcast for university bureaucracy. I'm your yeah. host. Hey, two of us <laughs> work in higher education. We could do That's it. true. Yeah. God, uh, who would the audience for that be? Who subscribes to the Chronicle of Higher Education? We will target those people first. <laughs> All right, we'll set a Facebook ad budget for $20. We will target these people in Washington, D.C. and in Michigan between the age range of 18 to 35. No, no, no. We got national appeal. Our higher education issues are widespread. <laughs> we might have to increase the budget then. Was, uh, was there anything that you did catch, Will, that caught, caught your eye or eyes? Pokemon or non-Pokemon let's, related? Let's do non-Pokemon because we have, we have a, a, a surprisingly big amount of news to cover. That is um, true. So let's um, do non-Pokemon. That's hard to say because I really used my unlimited amount of attention that I could give to E3 to Pokemon stuff. Um, I heard that my recently acquired xbox one is probably already out of date and going to need to be replaced and i think the ps4 is getting a replacement device too but yeah otherwise like nothing i've i've seen or outside of the pokemon stuff got me too excited i mean i'm already excited for monster hunter so july 15th yes i'm i am literally counting the days but otherwise, no. All Nothing, right. Nothing's grabbed me yet. Question to Travis, then. How was your E3 week? Get out your boomsticks, because zombies are back. <laughs> we, got, we got zombies in a mall again for the fourth time. We've got uh, zombies kind of in, I, I think, the Pacific Northwest is where that one game was. Uh, we've got Resident Evil, but this time it's more like Silent Hill. Um, and I think there was a fourth one, too. It probably Zomb- was. Zombies are back and 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 deader than ever. I think. Oh uh, God, that was the worst pun. <laughs> oh. I I think that the two things that I'll say three things that made me most interested. The first is the fact that the the game about the giant doggy thing the the last guardian last guardian yep which has been in development since seven years i think is that by the makers of ico and yep. uh yeah shadow of the colossus yeah yeah that's that's i mean i played ico that's a good game yeah ico is very good i haven't played shadow of the colossus but i played ico the fact that it has a release date i mean just just that is now that i was particularly excited about the game from the beginning i mean i was because i know those developers are really good but i'm always curious to see a long development cycle finally complete so that's kind of interesting <laughs> to see oh hey uh, is no man's sky coming out uh august like august 8th i think they just delayed it by like three or four weeks yeah i want to get that too but the second thing was um the new game from the people who did I always, had, I always at first think it's called Purple Rain, uh, Heavy Rain, and Indigo Prophecy. I get oh. Indigo and Heavy Rain mixed up, but Indigo Prophecy and, and Heavy Rain, which is uh, Detroit Become Human, I think is what the subtitle is. But um, I have a 
love-hate relationship with obvious metaphors that involve androids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Blade Runner. Great movie. Uh, although I hate the monologue at the end about tears and rain that everyone loves. So that's oh, sort of... it depends on which version you watch. Well, yeah, I've seen the director's cut and the whatever the other one is, the final cut or whatever, both of those. Um, I have not seen the theatrical cut because why would I want to see that? But anyway, and then the third thing is that I'm actually excited that a Legend of Zelda game actually looks interesting for once because all of those games are trash and terrible except, <laughs> except for, the, except for wow. an Oracle of Ages and Link's Awakening is good too. But this one looks like, I don't know, Skyrim or something, so I'd play it. I was going to say it looks like The Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um... I think Zelda looks real good for what I saw, and I purposely kind of turned it off after a couple minutes, because at that point, I, I'm either going to get the game or not get the game, and I decided that this game looks good enough to buy, and I don't need anything really spoiled. Although, from what I heard, though, they didn't show that much. They kind of just showed the same area. Anyways. Yeah, there's some gameplay. Are you I'm get just on, remembering uh, that I don't have any like current gen consoles, so that's fun. Are you going to get it on Wii U or NX? NX. Okay. The Wii U, it's done. Yeah, so so it's hilarious, Travis, that you say that, is we are re-architecting our wireless network at Georgetown. So and... you just have like a ton of Wii U's you can give me? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I wish. It's all um, powered by PS4s and they're moving them out. No, but so so we're we're literally doing one so that we can actually support wireless gaming, which we currently can't on our wireless networks. And but like I'm talking to all the folks who are doing the design and stuff, and then I was like, I have every possible modern console and handheld system. And I was like, how did I get to this point in my life that I literally have all of them? I have the Vita, I have the 3DS, I have the PS4, I have the Xbox One, and I have the Wii U. It's because you have you have in, more money than time. No. What, like, uh, moment of weakness did you buy a PS Vita? Uh, when I was heavy into Destiny and wanted to be able to do remote play. I was under that same bandwagon, and then I sold what? my Vita. And now I just use my Vita to play Persona 4 Golden, except I only play it, like, for an hour and get frustrated with it well, and turn it off. That's why it's called Persona 4, because you play it for an hour. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then have I... You seen the, uh, have you seen that video? Um, well, first, there's a... God, I haven't watched the show... I stopped watching House of Cards after the first episode of season two because I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> but there's a there's a there's a scene in season one of House of Cards where uh, uh, Kevin Spacey's character uh, comes in to visit the bald guy. I forget what his name is, but the guy with the shaved head, who's like a senator. And there's it's clear they've already had the had playstation product placement but then there's just a ps vita sitting on his his counter and they completely break the conversation about uh the seedy underbelly of politics and 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 uh frank underwood just says is that a ps vita <laughs> and then the other guy goes uh uh yeah that's uh that's that's my son's what games does he have all of them 
Ooh, I got a console back home, but I could really use one of these for the car. <laughs> and there's someone made a video. Uh, I think the channel name is like Cool Vids by Sean or something like that. But the uh, that particular video is called like uh, House of Cards Season 1 Episode Whatever Recap. And it's just that scene and then the credits roll. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Well, what's unfortunate for me is like I really like the Vita hardware and I like the the screen and everything. It's just there's nothing for it. Uh, well, I guess you can get like old PlayStation games to play through it and stuff like that. But any new content, not so much. Yeah. So I feel about my Atari Lynx. I think it's the second <laughs> time in like a month I've made an Atari Lynx joke. You uh, are correct. S- speaking of new content, the I will say that the one thing that kind of stood out to me at e3 that i didn't like i figured it was going to be there and when they started playing the music and kratos stepped into the screen i was like oh my god god of war i don't want this and you were making fun of me for playing god of war two months ago yeah god of war is terrible like the first three games are not mm, good that is not terrible i was going after that hydra Let, you just press square for four hours or however long that game takes and then you're done well, you know, some people get their jollies pressing square. I, 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 I hear you. But after the end of that trailer, that God of War game looks real good. So that, that stood out to me. Legend of Zelda looked good. The Pokemon the stuff. The guy will... from God of War just looks like he's from a Blind Guardian album <laughs> cover, right? His name is Kratos. Kratos, yeah. He's a very one-dimensional character in the first three, but they're, they're trying to add some character development in this game from uh, what the developers said. He's got the only dimensions that matter, which are a huge beard muscles, and a huge muscles, and slayability. Slayability. I was going to go for a beard and a sun because he has those th- two things now. Yeah, he has those two things now. I prefer to date gentlemen without children, so that's actually a detriment. All right, all right. A beard and a sun. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's there's some other stuff at E3 that I that I really enjoyed, and I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter. I'm looking forward to uh, a couple other games they showed. Obviously, there's some Destiny stuff that's coming in September that I'm excited for. But other than that, there was some Pokemon stuff that happened, and boy, was there there's some Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the stuff that didn't show up at E3. You guys have heard of the I Square. Located yes. somewhere in China, Hong, in Hong Kong, Kong, to be yes. specific. Yeah. Well, the Hong Kong Video Game National Championships have a date. They've been dotted on July 3rd. Nintendo Hong Kong has announced the 2016 Pokemon World Championships for Hong Kong National Championships will be held on July 3rd. Details uh, for the tournament have been privately, privately sent to participants. Participants will also receive a souvenir and a code for a shiny Mewtwo with the hidden ability Unnerve. Registration for the tournament is free, but only limited to the first 106 participants. Those who register after 106 will be put on a waiting list. In the event the participants are unable to attend, registers, registrants on the waiting list will be given an opportunity to partake. I feel like for China, 106 is real tiny given their size and population well but once again it's hong kong and how many pokemon players are in hong kong vgc I think a lot well uh, yeah i would assume well i mean this is well how would hong they is really densely populated 
and how, how did how did they get the game prior to like no pokemon game up to this point has been in chinese so there you uh, go although I there think, are a lot of english speakers in hong kong yeah yeah i mean like they i don't i can't remember if if most because it wasn't there that that list that was going around that like bulbapedia article that was going around for like Pokemon names translated into Chinese, or was that just for the anime or something? I don't know. But anyway, like a lot of those localizations get get spread to like nearby countries, regardless of it's if it's the language that's spoken there. Like they could probably play most of them could probably play the English version. Heck, I played the English version of Pokemon before I could read. So, well, I'll- <laughs> not that not that not knowing English equates to illiteracy. That's not what I mean to imply. Uh, I'll put it this way. Nobody wants 12 hours of Swiss rounds. So their organizers were more reasonable than American organizers. And they're like, 106 people, that's like two hours of Swiss, three hours of Swiss, and we'll be done. Let's let's move on. There you go. We're very limited with the digital distribution of Mewtwo. We only have enough digital copies for 106 people. So (laughs) after that, the data gets corrupt. If you guys like eShop games... There are some sales going on in Europe and Australia to, p- to promote the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo eShop, Pokedex 3D Pro, Pokemon Link Battle, and the Pokemon Trading Card Game are on sale in the eShop. I'm not sure when that is over. It looks like they will run until June 23rd. There we go. Also, if you live in North America or Canada, there's some games on sale for the eShop Which here. Which sell- includes Canada. Oh, yeah. If you... If you live in the United States or Canada, well, so not actually, Mexico, though, which Mexico is part be, of yeah. North America. Uh, okay, so the United States and Canada, that's all I'm saying here for prices. <laughs> Sorry, Mexico. My mistake. There are some Pokemon games on sale. Pokemon Rumble U is on sale for $10.97 American dollars. Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire on sale for $4.79. Pokemon Battle Troze, $4.79. The Pokemon Trading Card Game on sale for $3.59. What is... I don't understand the Canadian dollar. Maybe Travis can enlighten us from, you know, your vast knowledge of Canada, but... What do you want to know about Canadian currency? So you look at... They call them loonies, (laughs) which is a $1 coin. They also have a $2 coin, which they call toonies, because they think they're real clever up there. Uh, They've got, like, polar bears and hockey people on their money, and that is not a joke. Oh, man. That sounds real Uh, cool. Okay. It's made of plastic, and they're different sizes. Like So the larger denominations are longer, so that if you're in your wallet, you can see, oh, that's a... 20 because it's longer than the 10 that's kind of cool i guess that's kind of cool so uh, my question is you look at pokemon pinball which is on sale for 497 479 and then pokemon battle troze also on sale for 479 same exact price but in canada pokemon pinball is 479 and pokemon battle troze 677 just randomly more expensive yeah yeah that's weird Uh, the other is ever what are, what about the other things are they more i would assume they're more expensive than the than the american counterpart the united states counterpart the trading card game is the same exact price in us and canada and then pokemon rumble u uh 1079 in us 1523 in canada so two games are just it's weird that there are anything that's the same price because the canadian dollar is not doing so well yeah so my guesstimation would be uh, 
one of two things. One, the ones that say they're the same price aren't actually available in Canada, and they're just lying to us Americans to make us feel better and empathetic. Or that the ones that are more expensive have a French localization. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that could be it. Sense. Yeah. Uh, there are some other games on sale. Just run those down real quick. If you, if Why you... are we talking about how much Pokemon Battle Trose count, uh, costs <laughs> when there's a new Pokemon that looks like Pearl from Steven Universe, except it is a oh. woodpecker. No, All right, we'll get there. Steven Universe talk. We'll get no, there. We'll get no, there. No, Slow no, down, no, Travis. We'll no. get there. All right, just some other games on sale. If you're if you're the opposite of Travis and you like The Legend of Zelda, uh, Wind Waker HD, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, The Minish this Cap. This isn't even Pokemon! I'm just running down the sale. Just buff, buffer in time. Majora's Mask 3D, Oracles of Ages, and Oracles of Season also on sale. You know what? I'm I, uh, it's starting to feel like Majora's Mask because I feel like we're with the way we're using our time. It's almost like it'll we're, really, you're dropping the ball. So on this much of it, it'll just reset and it won't. Here's the thing: Steve likes lists. I I love them. So there you go. We I got love a lists. list of things. Steve's gonna read that list. If if <laughs> some other games on sale that you should oh, no. pick up. Is Box Boy? It is two ninety nine on the eShop. <laughs> Box Boy is real good. The other games, not so much. If you like Smash Brothers, that's on sale, and uh, Splatoon also on sale. But what kind of a game is Box Boy? It is a puzzle game, and you are a boy. That is a you're a box. You're a boy box called Box Boy. Can I be a non gendered box? I don't know. Don't ask me these questions. They're difficult. A person and their blob. <laughs> box the, there's a sequel to box boy that comes out i think june 30th and it's it's called box box boy but box boy the original is only three dollars on the eShop, and i recommend it to everyone it's really really good i think it's made by the same people who made kirby i can't remember a laboratory uh yeah yeah i think so but don't quote me on that i just know that box boy is enjoyable for any price but 2.99 is a steal all right let's get to the big stuff Box, box, boy. No, I'm just kidding. I apologize for being really snarky at you, Steve. It that's, was, it was it, all in good fun. It's, but... it's Friday night. <laughs> oh, I'll bet off Friday night. Friday night. All right. There was some Pokemon news. You, you guys want to start with the three new Pokemon? I would love to. All there right. are three new Pokemon? Three New Where have Pokemon. you been? In a box, we'll boy. Sa- we'll, <laughs> we'll save the best one for last, and we'll start with the worst one. Uh, I bet I'll disagree with you. You probably it's- will. Okay. Let's start with Grubbin. Okay, Grubbin is definitely the second best one, so you're already wrong. <laughs> uh, Grubbin is awesome. Grubbin is your, is your Caterpie, your Weedle, your uh, butt face. What is that thing called? Uh, wasn't that Weedle? No. no, no, I can't remember which Wormpole. one. Wormpole, Wormpole, yeah, well, called Wormpole. But that is that is a PKM and cast throwback. Episode like sixty or something. Yeah, throwback. Grubbin, real good name though. Correct. That's why it's the second best one. <laughs> I did we did we get typing on Grubbin? I think it's just I think it's, it's just, just bug. bug. Yep. Well, and it's a little grub. He's a little grub. What what are we stage? What do we think Grubbin's what do we think Grubbin's going into? Butterfly. Travis? I was thinking a little uglier of a creature. Something like a 
moth. Uh, moths can be pretty too, but I don't know. Something we got two of, moths already, though, don't we? Something, and moth and, something uh, of the genus Lepidoptera or species. I don't know what that is, but I, I sure. Will, what, what's the what's the hot bug in Hawaii right now? What what's at the top of the chart? What's on top of the book charts in Hawaii? Huge cockroaches. You can't say that word on this show. Oop. I'm I guess that, a, I mean a little more editing for me. <laughs> you think it's going to be like a cockroach? No, no, no. I but I mean that's just there are just mega cockroaches in Hawaii. That's Ugh, that's gross. It goes without saying. I yeah, not that familiar with Hawaiian bugs, but um, I think monarch. No, monarch butterflies go to Mexico. Yeah, I can't think of any. You can't. Does nothing comes to mind that's uh, like a special insect of Hawaii? Do we? We do have just a pure bug type. We have like pincer and heracross. No, heracross is bug fighting, but pincer is <laughs> just straight bug. <laughs> Correct. Although mega pincer is bug flying with the ability. Aerialate. Dang. Well, Grubbin has a good name. I'll be curious to see what what they evolve into. Second best Pokemon on the list. This is where there's going to be disagreements. Pika Peck. Pika Peck is the best one. It looks oh, like Pearl from no. Steven Universe. That is a detriment, not a plus. Woodpeckers <laughs> are the coolest kind of bird. Are they? What about a hummingbird? Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I think hummingbirds are I much mean, cooler. Eagles work way too hard hawks they, they, they have to spend like a hundred percent of their time just slurping down pure sugar penguins just so that they, just because they want to like float there penguins hardly count as a bird i mean they're they are of bird species yeah but hey be careful because penguins are my fursona what, what is that it's the animal that you relate to closely identify with yeah specifically in in like furry culture so when when i saw pika peck i think it's weird uh, maybe it's not weird picky peck picky peck picky peck p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-k-i-p-i-
Mm. Wait, what is your question? What, the, what is the move that does it five times? That would that a picky peck would use doesn't a normal a normal type, a normal type there, there's uh there's like tail slap there's there's fury attack fury attack that's probably but it picky peck is the woodpecker Pokemon it is number ten in the Pokedex and it has the ability it can learn the move peck this bird Pokemon can strike sixteen times a second with its beak which is strong enough to break stone they drill holes and store food. And will store objects and that glitter in these holes as well. It has a height of one foot and a weight of 2.6 American pounds. And has two as of yet unrevealed evolutions. Bulbapedia here is confirming um, that the treehouse did say that it will evolve twice more. Just like Pidgeot or Ta Talonflame. That does twice, right? Yes. I don't remember its mm -hmm. middle evolution at all. Lechinder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot for the Grubbin is considered the larva Pokemon. It's a foot long, weighs 10 pounds. It is currently unknown. That if is terrifying. That is also, those huge things, bug. things like that actually exist, and that's, I think, and that's scary. Uh, unknown if Grubbin can uh, evolve. It has the ability Swarm. It can learn the move String Shot. It uses its jaw, jaw to burrow through the ground and is found by power plants due to its love of electricity. Interesting. I guess not 10-pound grubs, but there's some big grubs. Big old grubs. They're delicious. I, I Ooh, would... So, powered by electricity, do you think it's going to evolve into being a, a lightning bug? Oh. Hey, that's a good that. idea. Yeah. yeah. Are there lightning bugs in Hawaii? Not that I remember, no. Mm. There's yeah, a lot there in Wisconsin. also aren't, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, like mongoose, are there? What? Yes. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, because it's the whole thing where they were introduced to kill the thing. <laughs> wow. Uh, I would, my guess for pick a, pick a peck. But there certainly aren't koalas. Right, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. My guess for pick a peck is that it will go into flying grass. I could be completely wrong. That's just the, that's just the guess I'm making. Why I think it's just going to stay that? normal flying. What? Why would you say flying grass? I just think of woodpeckers, like, beaten into blah, 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 into like tree sides sides of trees yeah because flying all, is super effective against grass all birds live in trees yeah, and yeah. rowlet is already flying grass rowlet oh yeah yeah but you don't know if that's How gonna be his... soon they forget i know wait do you really want this bird to be normal flying no and like be along the lines of every other normal flying bird in the entire no but we are realistic no 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 i'm not even realistic fletchling fletchling is normal flying and turns into fire flying right so i don't want it to be grass flying which is already taken i want it to well, be you something... don't you don't know that rollet's gonna stay grass flying that doesn't matter <laughs> We can have a little more creativity. We can have... There's nothing wrong with two grass-flying birds, since right now we have zero? Can we go I back that, to... I think that, that would well, be... Except a, that we have no way, Rowlet. There's no way that they would do that, because there's no way that... Because this is obviously the bird that you find early on, and there's no way they would introduce a Pokemon with the same typing as Rowlet. No, that's not true. That, that's not till thir third evolution, though, because Talonflame doesn't get fire until round three. Fletchinder isn't, isn't fire? Fletchinder has fire type. Oh, does it? Yeah. 
Let's go to that list of t- Pokemon types that have not been used. Let me Pokemon read type the list. And then find out which are the ones that have not been used <laughs> for flying. And let's pick one of those so right. that we can at least have hope for something interesting. I'm, I just don't want normal flying. And I will guarantee you will not have normal flying. I'm holding you to that guarantee. Everyone write down 221. Let's get to the best Pokemon. <laughs> that number is going to make them magically remember something else. Let's get... To the my boy of the hour, Ugh. young goose, young goose, the mongoose, yo yo young goose, the worst one. It also, is, also it, is a gross, a, it is a gross boy. <laughs> also known as the Pokemon that Will Anderson predicted in a previous episode. That you did. Let oh, me really? let me let me run this down here. Young goose is a normal Pokemon, and it is uh what what is it, what is that loitering lawyer loitering. Loitering? Loitering Pokemon. It has a height of two feet. It weighs 13 pounds and has one uh, as not revealed evolution. It has the ability Stakeout, which I believe is a new one, and Strong Jaw. Stakeout allows Young Goose to deal damage to a Pokemon that switch in mid-battle. It eats a lot of food since it is never satisfied. Um, my kind of my kind of Pokemon. And its fangs are so strong that it can crush very it can crush and eat very hard objects. Furthermore, it stalks its prey until it gets tired and then falls asleep on the route that is stalking its prey. It was not originally a native of the Aloha region. And I think further into the Pokedex, it states that Young Goose was brought into the region to get rid of a different Pokemon. That but is correct. I don't have that in front of me. And but it's, it's uh, next evolution it will be Freud Goose. Freud? Freud Goose. You've got hey, Young yeah, Goose and Freud young... Goose. Although I would argue that that Young's ideas are um, are more nuanced than our Freud, so it should be the other way around. You're you gotta you gotta break this down for not only the listeners but for me. So okay, we're talking about famous psychoanalysts, everybody's favorite Pokemon topic. Um, <laughs> uh, Sigmund Freud, uh, founder of psychoanalysis and very important figure in psychology. Although there aren't a lot of psychoanalysts left because it's a largely discredited discipline. But anyway, uh, Sigmund Freud, the guy who came up with the ideas of don't look these up, kids, uh, Oedipus Complex. Although this one you can look up, the talking cure, I think is what he called it. Uh, but just the, essentially the idea that when you're a child, the things that happen to you, when you're a young child, the things that happen to you have a profound impact on your adult psychology. What about the marshmallow test? They do that? I have, I have no, no idea, idea what, what that, that is. Is, is that oh, the thing where don't... like kids are like, uh, uh, if you stay here, uh, you like wait here, don't eat this marshmallow. I'll come back in two minutes and give you two marshmallows. Yeah. This is the bad thing. No, I don't think that's Jung oh, or man. Freud. That's a good test, though. But Jung, Jung came a little bit after Freud was, I think, contemporary with Freud. Yes. Um, but his ideas were a little more almost spiritual in that he thought there was sort of a collective conscious consciousness of these ideas that that were across that that existed throughout all cultures and all people groups that these same ideas came up um which is where we get the idea for uh literary archetypes or at least one articulation of that idea that there are uh, certain archetypes that come up in storytelling regardless of what from what culture you are 
that was Jung. And he also had a lot of other ideas, but that's the idea for which he's the most famous. So to kill this joke completely to death, which was just a passing bit of humor on my part that we've now destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, one, Steve told me to break it down. I wanted, so I wanted it, it broken. broken. No, number one, uh, my social worker is primarily of the Freudian bent. So no, it is not a mostly discredited. Really? And yes, they don't do pure Freud, but they do an evolved modern version that comes from his stems from his ideas. Um, well, I apologize for my ignorance. It must have been um, something from my childhood. <laughs> I, yeah, nobody does pure Freud anymore because he obviously just had cultural and uh, social influences on his work that uh, they've you know found to be irrelevant. Right? He was anti-homosexual at a certain point in his career. Yeah, there's like no. Yeah, he so, provides like no understanding of how you would come to your psychology if you are a woman or a not straight man. Yes. So so anyway, like only. It, that that's been removed and and worked out of the the system of psychoanalysis that the the those folks use, and um, for Jung, Carl Jung, uh, one of his main things was the concept of having uh, personas that you use, you take on to present yourself to the world, mm-hmm. um, and that is where the game persona comes from. Oh. It is a, a key source to. Uh, the persona. So if you actually read all the texts that they give you in Persona for the Golden, it's about Carl Jung and his theories. Okay. Some things I missed here. I've just pulled up the official press release uh, that just had a, an, a sentence extra for all these Pokemon. I just wanted to run that down because, you know, everyone's been busy. They might not have read that. Pick a Peck can attack distant opponents by firing seeds with enough force to embed them into the trunks of trees. Uh, Young Goose has uh the majority of its long body is made up of its stomach it will and it is never satisfied due to its swift digestion and then finally for grubbin grubbin can spew sticky threads from its mouth and can wrap those threads around trees enabling this pokemon to swing around and become much more mobile i want to remind everyone that this grub is 10 pounds yeah so uh, young goose is going to turn into a poison type you think so yeah, if it's uh, got fast digestion, there's stuff coming out the other end real so, quick. So, so mongoose were brought to Hawaii to get rid of snakes, rats, rats. But don't wait. Do are snakes scared of mongoose, or are mongoose scared of snakes? Um, I don't think they mind each other one way or the other. No, they're like they're definitely enemies. Oh, because zangoose and yeah, uh... I can't remember. <laughs> mongooses carry mongoose, mongoose, mongooses. Uh, a Quora article here say mongooses carry an antim venom to snakes such as cobras. Not an anti-venom per se, but their uh, neurologic system has the ability not to be affected by venom. This is coupled with their incredible speed and reflexes that help them take down snakes. It does not really help for the snake that mongooses, they are the mongooses prey as well. Hope that helps. Somebody says, why are mongooses not afraid of snakes? So that's good to know that mongooses uh, can't really be poisoned. Is is there... Zangoose is just normal. Correct. But Zangoose can't be poisoned? Doesn't have an ability to prevent poison? Or am I wrong? It no, when guts. it's poisoned, it, it has twice the amount of damage. I don't think Guts gives twice. He has a damage doubling. I thought it was 1.5. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially the yeah. same thing if you're poisoned or burned. Or paralyzed, I think, but you wouldn't want to do that to your own Pokemon because <laughs> you wouldn't want the slow from it. But yeah, 
So Mongoose is your your pat rat. Oh, and it also has tox. It also has toxic boost as a hidden ability, which I didn't know. Oh, that, that's go. what it is. It doesn't have guts. It has toxic boost. Um, okay. Which is while well, the Pokemon is poisoned, its attack is increased by fifty percent, and then its normal ability is immunity. Also, also related to that idea, um, which is just it prevents it from being afflicted by poison. We know it's going to evolve once. It's the it's the Rattata. It's the Pat Rat. It's the normal type Pokemon you encounter you, in in the treehouse. There was plenty of young goose on Route One, which is the first route you get to. Yeah, I think it's I, I. There's something about young goose when I saw it. Just the design, how it's kind of cute, but also like has that feisty, angered look in it. I re, I just really like it a lot. I like the design a lot. Not no disrespect to pick a peck. Good looking bird, but it's no young goose. Why don't you call that uh, uh, bird Peter Piper? It'll be much easier for you. Pick a peck. I already made that joke. Picky peck. Picky peck. As I, I stop saying peek a peck. Give me some credit here. I'm moving up. <sighs> so what we'll do is we'll, we have plenty more news to share with you guys about what happened at E3. But we will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the new forms for the new legendary Pokemon and some Magirna stuff as well. And we are back from a break. There are some new forms for Sogalio and Lunala, which have official art, but not that much was, was said. I have here the new forms of Sogalio and Lunala. The legendary Pokemon that appear on the cover of Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon were also revealed. When releasing their mighty powers, these Pokemon will change in appearance Solgaleo will transform into its radiant sun phase, and Lunala will transform into its full moon phase. That's pretty much it. That's all they revealed. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know pretty. much about it. We, we, it's essentially the same thing we knew last week, except now we have pictures of them that we can't show you because this is a podcast. <laughs> There's some Magirna stuff. The mythical Pokemon Magirna will be making its debut in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Magirna was created by scientists of uncommon genius 500 years ago and it has the power to perceive emotions thoughts and feelings from other pokemon stored in the center of magirna's chest is a the is the soul heart an artificial life which which was created using the life energy of other pokemon magirna has the ability soul heart a new ability that no other pokemon has previously had this ability raises magirna's special attack by one each time another pokemon in the arena faints so i imagine that means one stage Right. Is right. Travis, That's what it looked like. We have the, the verification that this is indeed a new ability. There is nothing to my knowledge that works quite like that. Okay. Um, the closest thing I can imagine, I think the closest comparison would be Moxie, which is an ability where whenever a Pokemon knocks another one out, it gets its physical attack raised by one stage, but there's nothing quite like what Magirna has where it doesn't matter if it is KOing the thing and it also is stick to whether the Pokemon that faints is on your side of the field or your opponent's. Sounds very useful in a double battle. Yeah, I wonder if it... Yeah, I don't quite know how it would work in single. I think in singles it would basically just end up being like Moxie, but for special attack, yeah. which is how I imagine, based on that wording. But yeah, doubles or triples, 
or rotation if it works that way or the yeah the battle royale would be really cool yeah uh or it would work really well in the That's battle true. royale a new battle format which debuts in pokemon sun and moon was also revealed in previous games in the pokemon franchise battles have generally been trainers facing off against each other one-on-one Battle Royale is a new battle system where four players can battle against each other at the same time in a furious melee. That's what it says. Each of the four trainers in the battle chooses three Pokemon and sends out one Pokemon at a time in battle. The battle finishes at the end of any turn where all Pokemon of one trainer have fainted. The players are then ranked and a victor is declared based on the number of Pokemon each trainer defeated and the number of Pokemon each has remaining in play. This is a completely new way to enjoy Pokemon battles, and many interesting strategies will be discovered as each player must try to predict who will attack whom, or choose whether to act to save a player in a pinch in order to claim the number one position before the battle ends. Hmm. I was going to say, this is similar to what was described by that one um, Kickstarter backer, because I remember I played, I can't remember what he called it, where you do the two verse two battle and it's four people, but it's like it might have even just been called Battle Royale. I think that's what the person called it. Maybe. All right. So so now it's legit. Was and that, you don't was have that to do... Dallas when when I re... I don't know I don't... who said it, was but that, I remember was that Dallas like Dallas the deals. I don't think it was Dallas because uh, it wasn't one that I was on. I remember mm. going to league back when I first got into the trading card game and and. Somebody was like, oh, let's do a, a four-person battle, but don't worry about, like, everyone. You can knock out your partner or whatever. Like, this concept has been a, been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So they're they're making it official. I do think it's interesting. Free for all, they might have called Yeah, them. free for all. I do think it's interesting that there there's, like, points, and there's a reason. The, 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 it seems like there's a reason not to attack somebody or to maybe uh, use a ability or a move on your opponent to benefit them or not to like yeah because Mm -hmm. like the key is that the battle ends when one person loses all their pokemon so even though there's three other people there one person is just has to be taken out and that's when the battle's over so like if one of your other opponents is the only person that's taken out all of that person's pokemon you don't want that person to then lose because then battle's over, you haven't taken out any Pokemon, and that one other person took out, like, four or right, six or whatever. yeah. It's a great so way of putting it. You give them a boost, and then you start focusing on somebody else so that you can get some knockouts under your belt. And you would hope if you give that person a boost, they're not going to, you know, screw you and start attacking you after Well, I that. mean, it's not even that you're... I think there are a lot of instances where helping someone else is you do so out of purely selfish reasons, so I don't really think you would see it as the other person would be really expected to reciprocate like the example will gave where you're only doing it to prolong the game so that you have a chance to win or you could even do it when you're winning so if so you could imagine a situation where you're winning you have say four pokemon left one person has three and the other two have one pokemon left it would be in your best interest to keep both your and the other person with three Pokemon left alive because you just want one of those other two to die so the game will end. So as opposed to trying to kill one of the singular ones, you could theoretically just try to protect 
you could boost the other person's Pokemon, so that one is, is less likely to die. So that would be another instance where it's helping someone else, but for purely selfish reasons. So I don't think that the other player would really be encouraged to reciprocate. Yeah, and so what's really cool to me, too, is um, hopefully they'll introduce some unique mechanics with, like, Surf and, like, moves that are multi-position hit moves so that maybe like it'll hit the one the guy to the left and the right of you but not the one that's directly across um and also for like guarding moves that typically you would like if it's wide guard and it would guard both members of the party maybe it like will do like one side of the battlefield but mm. in, and then you have to pick which side you want to apply it to uh, something like that would be, be really cool, cool. Are you are you guys excited for this or I think you know, it's really we, cool. We've we've seen new modes in the past, horde mode, triple battle, sky battle and you know, I hate to be the one that says it, but not all of those have caught on. No, I w- I would say Correct. you know, out out of those those were no bueno, but battle royal is b- very good. Very excited for this. Cool. All right. I like things that have based on a simple rule structure lead to simple or complex i guess i just like things that have a rule structure that lead to that have um incentives that that result in strange or unintuitive strategies that you wouldn't normally think of like the ones we were talking about apparently there was this one soccer tournament league where to get into the finals the tiebreaker was the number of goals your team the number of the average score by which you beat an opponent in that tournament. And so both teams wouldn't get to the finals unless they beat their opponent by two goals or no one, one team was winning, but they go to the finals unless they won by two. So time was about to run out. So they kicked a goal, the ball in their own goal so that it would go to like extra, an extra, I don't know how soccer works. It would go for an extra round so that they could try to have more time to get two goals. Ah, that's so kind of cool. I I love weird I love weird situations like that, and I think that the battle royale thing is is an instance where that would be cool. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm things believe, like that would happen. Just just quickly, I believe the way that soccer goes is there are two halves. If you are tied at the end of the second half, you have a third half. If you are tied at the end of the third half, you just have a shootout. The the old soccer or football as they call it in non America. Yeah, I'm probably everywhere else. Me, aren't I? The 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 only problem I see with something as a battle royale, and you see this in any this like this is not uh, exclusive to a Pokemon issue, but you run into the whole. You see this a lot in board games, or just in a lot of. Well, I would say yeah, just in a lot of board games where you have four Think people. Tokyo. <laughs> you have four people all trying to win, but alliances get formed based off personal reasons or mm-hmm. just maybe even pokemon choices or just positioning i mean if you're the only water pokemon and there's three grass pokemon you probably you probably want to choose who you're battling yeah who you're going to attack first wisely and they, they've mentioned this in the stream that like situations of that come up but you know if i'm a water pokemon and travis is a grass pokemon and will and somebody else are grass pokemon i might want to be like hey travis you want to like you know help me out for this round like it'll uh, you know i want to tag like the alliances get made and stuff like that happens and that's what whether that's personal or not like that uh that that's unpreventable mm-hmm. it's i a, think that's cool yeah it's uh it's interesting I think that's cool because it's 
it's either if it's a personal reason that it's sort of a fun element when you're doing it with your friend like as if you're playing with your friends then a lot of those alliances end up being let's gang up on susan because she didn't pay for the pizza last time like she was supposed to and you can never pays for the pizza Oh, Susan, Susan is, is the, the worst. worst. And she's she's always bringing a Raichu. No one likes Raichu. Wait, who has Young Goose? You got, I'm never, you're good. No Young, Young Goose for life? I'm not attacking my boy Young Goose. Travis, I don't care if you attack me. You got that Young Goose? You're good. Young Goose but for the, life. But then what I think is, bad. what I think is even cooler is if you're playing, because I assume you can play this online with strangers. If you're playing online with strangers, like through the whatever uh system they would have for that the internet those alliances yeah yeah that's what it's called those alliances would be emergent like based on the situation alliances which you wouldn't really be able to communicate unless there's a probably rudimentary communication system and i don't know that that type of interaction with a stranger can be cool too and my my young goose skit isn't far off if you're if you love a certain Pokemon and your opponent is using it, you're probably yeah. going to be less likely to... Uh, uh, you'll probably yeah. not attack it and attack something else. Or you'll make it faint first so it doesn't have to suffer the stresses <laughs> of battle. That's true. <laughs> That's true. A lot of options. The The best part of the Battle Royale that kind of came full spark to life was that these trainers, they had different clothes on. Well, I'll tell you this, I'm not satisfied. If I cannot cut that shaggy, long hair, I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> I, 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 I think uh, one of the female trainers had a different hairstyle than the, the starting trainer did in the beginning of the game, but the, the Nintendo Treehouse person that was kind of walking through this did ask uh, the developers, they said, hey, we noticed the trainers have different clothes here as character customization coming back. And their response was, yeah, we can't talk about that. What does that mean? <laughs> they like pretty much like nodded and said, yes, that's in there, but we're not talking about that. That I mean, that was the one thing that I really wanted out of these games, as silly as that sounds. And some people, you know, that doesn't matter to them or, or whatnot. But character customization was a big thing to me in X and Y. And mm-hmm. like to see that come back is just a big like sigh of like relief. It's like... Now I ha- I can definitely look forward to a feature I enjoy that is coming back. And Pokemon, those games are not what's the word? Sometimes they just the, get rid of ahead of the times. Yeah, sometimes they just get rid of features that are really good features oh, for yeah. no reason. And so oh, they they have a reason. It's just not a reason <laughs> that you can discern, sir. Right? Yeah. That being said, there are some other tidbits here that wasn't reported in the in the uh, press release that I have in front of me. So my apologies if I missed some, but one that stood out uh, right away was that during battle, you can see what's the word for that? Your status conditions. You can see if your Pokemon has like plus one to attack or minus two to accuracy. You can see that live on your Pokemon during battles. Stat changes. Stat changes. Uh, The other thing that seems to be new that they did spend some time showing off is if you forget exactly what a move does, there is a little question mark. I think you have to hold L and A to make it appear, or you have to hold... It seemed like you had to hold some kind of button combination to make it appear, but regardless, if you forgot what Thunder Wave did, 
you can go and info it during battle to just verify that what it does it's an electric type can you already do that yeah you can do that now can you not not, yeah you just hold down the uh, l bumper button and touch the move and it comes up with a description of the move oh i thought that was new because they did spend some time showing that off and people they were... may have made it easier okay yeah that might have been it because people were freaking out uh in the chat i was with that like this was that seemed new to me as you can tell i i haven't played a lot of omega ruby alpha sapphire well there's that's actually been around since x and y, x and and y? Black and, it's been around since black and ah, white black but and a lot white. of people just like don't never even realize that because they don't read the instruction manual yeah, i mean mm-hmm. guilty as charged uh the, the other new thing that i know definitely is new is it will show you if the move is super effective or not super effective. That oh, is cool. kind of new, yeah. So if uh, if you're... I like that a lot. They showed Populio has the move uh, is a disarming voice, I believe, which is a fairy-type move, and against a fire-type Pokemon, it showed that that move was super effective against the Litten. I think the Litten was an example. I could be off, but point still stands. Wait. You are off because a uh, fairy yeah, type move would not be super effective oh, against yeah, my... <laughs> fire type. Effect fire resists. Uh, oh, uh, I got it mixed up. I believe it was disarming voice was not very effective, and then water gun was mm-hmm. super effective. That was my mistake against the Litten. Do you think Poplia is going to be a fairy? No. Okay. I don't because I strongly believe the the Japanese assets that were inspected about a month ago, and also. Like, how many Pokemon get, like, Bite, which is a Dark-type move right off the bat, or something like True. that? Uh, or I think, what was it, uh, what was the Water-type Pokemon? Greninja? Uh, yeah, Froakie. Froakie got Lick, which was a Ghost-type move. Yeah. Anyways, I think that really hits home to what you were saying earlier, Travis, that they keep making battling more and more complicated with more types or different moves, mm-hmm. or abilities that are the same but have different names. And this step right here that they took really pulls back the curtain and makes it a lot easier to digest. I agree. I'm glad. So that was, that was very exciting. I don't think I'm ever going to be a person that got will get into competitive battling or go down that I've been down that road. I've, se- I've seen the end. I didn't really enjoy it. But I definitely enjoy the casual battling going through and... And that is a great, great feature that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Especially for moves where things that they added last gen, like, or I think freeze dry was last gen, but like freeze dry and flying press, like these moves that their super effectiveness is confusing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Last thing out of this press release is in Pokemon Sun and Moon, there is a QR scanner function. Trainers will be able to catch the mythical Magearna by scanning a QR code, which is planned to be distribu- distributed in North America at a later date. More details will be followed. So Magearna coming to everyone. Run down the three new Pokemon mentioned the super effectiveness. There's probably some other stuff I'm missing. I'll give you three things that you missed. All right. All right. Let's hear them. Number one, the shadows uh, that are under your Pokemon while they're battling change based on the time of day. Okay. Which is just absolutely amazing. The background scenery changes while you're battling. So if there are clouds in the background, they actually like scroll and change as they go by. Gotta gotta love that cloud scrolling. Super wicked cool. And when you do like a eyes meet kind of battle encounter, there's the the Mm -hmm. opposing, the opponent does a little animated movement when they get into the battle, which is completely new, and it just it works so well. 
Awesome. It's so cool to give them a little cool. more personality. That made me think of some other things that uh, right in your house at the beginning, there's a Meowth, um, like a, just a Meowth hanging out in the house, probably your mom's or whoever lives there with you in the one bedroom house. There, uh, there's, a, there's a Lady Ba on Route 1 and there was, somebody was using a Pikachu or a Pichu at one point. I think, what, was it the rival that had a Pichu? If I'm not mistaken, I didn't see that part. The, there was a the, somebody was battling a Pichu. Uh, that just kind of confirms that we're along the lines of this is not only new Pokemon like Black and White was. Mm -hmm. This we we have a mix of older Pokemon that we're going to be seeing. And the other thing is the trainers do appear in battle now. There was some speculation and some people saying that that was going to happen, but after seeing multiple battles of them going through the first part of the game that your trainer does appear in battle, which is really cool. It's almost like, I don't, I don't even remember Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire that much, but that battle, the, the jump from Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire to Sun and Moon almost makes me feel like the battle itself is more along the lines of Pokemon Battle Revolution, where the camera is always kind of rotating and... I think that was a lot more in, like, if you watch competitive VGCs, you have that, but not in your general story mode. And I, I feel like I'm right. Like, when you're uh, just versing a trainer in the story mode, the camera's not continually rotating like well, it is in the, like, like it is when you're versing another human. In X and Y, at least. In X and Y, it was, at least, because there was that meme when X and Y was coming out where I think, I don't think... It might have been Froakie, but there was some Pokemon that it... Or no, it was Politoed, I think. And it zoomed into its face in a quick, like, three-zoom thing, like the camera does in X and Y, and that became, like, a meme. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the camera does, like, move around <laughs> yeah, when, and stuff. When you're idle, when you're selecting moves, it does. Yeah. Right. It just seemed more... More smooth. of, a, like, a... Yeah, more smooth, more of a 3D game. And so seeing that, it really kind of stuck out to me that... We've gotten to a point. The biggest reason we don't have like we don't have a Pokemon Stadium three or or a Wii U battle game is because Game Freak or whoever the higher ups at TCPI have stated that the 3DS games do a good job of already doing what the Nintendo sixty four or the GameCube or the Wii yeah. had to compensate back in the day. You just couldn't do three D battles on you know a Game Boy, and that's why the Nintendo sixty four and uh, Pokemon Stadium did so well. It brought Pokemon into the 3D world, which has been going since X and Y. Yeah, Black and yeah, White was still right. Sprite. Black and White was still Sprite. And now we're 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 to that point where in Sun and Moon it looks good. The animation is smooth. We'll mention the shadows. I love 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 that the trainers are in battle because again it makes it more about your experience, your Pokemon, your clearly your clothing choice. But to me, the moves still look like Nintendo 64 moves. And that's, yeah, that's a little fair. bit of a turnoff. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world, but it, we've, we've advanced from sprite to 3D and it's gotten so good. And then you just kind of see like a quick attack and the Pokemon just slightly moves forward. And there's this little animation and the receiving Pokemon just kind of moves back real quick. So, so I would say hold your horses a little bit because... With my experience of Pokemon, when you're doing those lower level moves, you get the mini animations 
And then when you move up and start getting the more intense, more powerful moves, you get more grandiose animation. We've seen some pretty cool ones from Solgaleo and Lunala. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But even think like with like a uh, seismic toss, the animation for that, you literally see like the Pokemon flying away from the earth and yeah so don't don't Draco judge it based... is really cool yeah don't don't judge it based on these early <laughs> these moves are the early are moves not designed to be because right the i the, the, the i think the real thought behind them is you're only going to use these moves as a beginning trainer and once you actually start breeding and growing your pokemon the your these moves are going to be very quickly discarded so why spend a lot of time animating these little ones that aren't going to be used too often? And let's spend our time animating the really important ones. Right. Yeah. It also provides for young, younger players, a not specific, but visual way to tell what moves are stronger than others. Cause a kid's not going to, well, some kids might, but most kids aren't going to look in the details to find out that how much stronger body slam is than slam. Right. <laughs> but you can tell by the like this animation looks way cooler than that one so it's probably the more powerful one and in general it is that's a fair point that's a fair point i just want to see the 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 jump from black and white to x x and y was huge in the aspect of how the battle looks and i think that sun and moon has kind that has smoothed that out kind of taken it to the next level from what we've seen the battle animations is almost on the should be on the to-do list of what can we improve yeah. in the in yeah. the future. I agree. All right, that I like. I said I'm, I'm, we could be missing something from the 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 Nintendo Treehouse Live was a crazy morning. I think what they showed was extremely satisfying. We have still all summer to expect more Pokemon news. The last bit of news here before we jump to our Pokemon of the week is the next day on Wednesday morning. They talked about Pokemon Go. We won't have to wait long for Pokemon Go because they did state that the Pokemon Go Plus, the accessory, will be available at the end of July. And then they stated that they should probably have the game out before the accessory, so expect the game in July. So no dates exactly, but we're looking at next month. And the biggest question then was, well, how much does Pokemon Go Plus cost? And that came back as $35 for the 2016 Pokewalker. From, from my opinion and what I saw, Pokemon Go is exactly what I've expected and exactly what I've been talking about on the show. So I wasn't really surprised in any aspect, but I don't know if you guys caught this or watched any of that uh, Nintendo Treehouse. No, I missed that one completely. I did see some people's feedback that they thought that $35 was too much for the Pokewalker, but... That's a Bluetooth-enabled device, <laughs> uh, whatever it's called. It was weird calling it the Pokemon Go Plus. Yeah. So I think just for purposes, we can call it the Pokewalker. I don't think so, anyone's referring to Heart Gold Soul Silver anymore. Yeah, but but it, the the base thing here, and you know, I, I hate to always. No, I don't. I love being the adult all the time. Um, it is a Bluetooth-enabled device, and with a motor are, because it vibrates. I don't care about the motor. I'm just there saying are, it has a motor in it. And have fun with that. There are licensing fees to use Bluetooth Bluetooth technology, and there are some parameters that had to be programmed in to support Bluetooth connectivity with a variety of different mobile devices, so it can be cross-platform, and that has costs to it. Yep. So, 
even though the plastic and the chintzy motor might not be that expensive, the licensing that goes into actually enable this technology to function at all is expensive. And that has to be recovered by taking money from your wallet because you know you're going to buy that $35. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I, I, I have pre-ordered mine this morning. Let me, And I wanted to talk about the price because I did see that a lot. Prior to the conference... A lot of people speculated that this device would be $19.99, and that's actually what I thought too. Uh, they came out saying it's $34.99. It will be available. You can buy it in the Pokemon Go app. There will be a button to buy it, depending on you know if you live in America, it will direct you probably to store.nintendo.com or Amazon or Target. They said it will be also available in select retail stores. Again, I'm assuming Target because Nintendo seems to have a pretty good relationship with Target. I'm assuming GameStop, uh, and then we get to the price, $35. And right away, a lot of people were like, too expensive, too expensive. And it's hard, it's hard to put a price on anything game related. You have games like, you have games like Destiny, which are $60 that, you know, some people put four hours into it. Some people put, like me, uh, over a thousand hours into it. And so I feel like I got well more than $60. You look at games like Gone Home, which are $20, which are only two hours long. And some people think Gone Home was a masterpiece. That it was brilliant. That it was worth every penny. Some people don't even and those think people are right. The, some people it's amazing. <laughs> Gone Home is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's free on PlayStation Plus right now, just for your uh, PlayStation Four users. Some people think Gone Home isn't even a game and sh- should be free. So there are tons of debate of what things could cost. Now you look at Pokemon Sun and Moon. That is a thirty nine ninety five game, and you look at the Pokemon Go Plus Pokewalker. And that is $35, almost as much as a main series game. And I'm not saying it should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. But I normally put 80 to 100 hours into a Pokemon game. And I know for sure that I've put, and I pay $40 for a Pokemon game. You look at a game like Clash Royale, which unfortunately I'm still playing and I hate myself for it. But I've put over 100 hours into (laughs) Clash Royale. And I've put $5 into that game. And again, like I've, I put, I could put $60 in an uncharted game and that's seven or eight hours. So no one's, no one's holding a gun to anyone's head and saying for this free game, you need to buy a $30 accessory because you don't, you don't have to buy it. It is, they, they have stated time and time again that this is just an accessory, but as for the price, I think it's appropriate. You look at something like the original Pokewalker that had an internal battery a watch battery it was a piece of plastic yes it came free with heart gold soul silver but if you wanted to buy it on your own it was 9.95 you could get it from store.nintendo.com you're looking at a piece of plastic with the infrared i believe was in it for communication purposes uh it had a pedometer built in which again not that expensive and it had a black and white very tamagotchi screen that technology was invented back in 1990 or remember tamagotchis came out about 97 98 yeah so you know ten dollars i'm sure that was i'm sure that they ate the cost on that obviously they made their money straight from selling hard copies of hard gold soul silver but i have to 100 percent agree with will you're looking at the pokemon go plus you have we don't know if there's a watch battery in that or not i thought they said that there was a charging point so if it's micro usb or mini usb or however you charge it you gotta play. You gotta pay a licensing fee on that Bluetooth technology. You gotta pay a licensing fee on that. There's a motor in it because it vibrates. That's you could you could put that on the same level as maybe a pedometer. 
and you have an LED light, constant communication. Again, we don't know. I, I don't know if that's a watch battery or not, how, how often we have to charge that. But again, if the game is free, so for them to say, hey, this might be a little more expensive than you predicted, you don't have to buy it. But if you like the game, just like if you like Pokemon Sun and Moon, you're going to pay 40 bucks for that. If you like Pokemon Go as, as much as you like Sun or Moon or, or more, that's really not a lot of change. Does getting the Pokemon Go Plus make it so that you don't have to pay the microtransactions within the game? Uh, I don't think so. They didn't talk about the microtransactions. If they did, mm. I missed it. But the, the specifics of Pokemon Go Plus is that if there's a Pokemon nearby, the Pokemon Go Plus will start vibrating uh, to let you know. And if you don't want to go into your app to catch it, the Pokemon Go Plus will attempt to catch it for you. Gotcha. And it will, like, it will light up a rainbow color. And if it's successful, it will be a solid green. And if it's not successful, it will be a red. Cool. And I, I think they said that the Pokemon Go Plus is not as good as catching Pokemon as you would be. I mean, if you're, if you're 100% into Pokemon Go and you need to catch a lot of the same Pokemon to level them up, they've already discussed that. It might be nice not to pull out your phone every 10 minutes to catch Pokemon and just, you know, as you're walking through Target, just let the Pokemon Go Plus handle that Rattata that you've caught for the 100th time. Just, you know, let it catch number 101. Let it catch 102. You can, you can play your video games when you don't have the time to play your video games. Yes, there, there is, to me and to a lot of other people, there is value... In something saving you time. Oh, I yeah, I totally, yes. I totally get. It. I, I have really no valid or valuable opinion on any of this because I don't and will not have a smartphone. But I understand why someone would buy this thing theoretically. Yes, and speaking of buying it, it was available on Amazon this morning. It was actually the number one best-selling item on Amazon in uh, in the video game section. And it's funny because prior to this podcast and actually right after I pre-ordered the Pokemon Go Plus, uh, somebody tweeted at the Pokemon Podcast account and was like, whoever buys that is, is, is crazy because they were under the, uh, the viewpoint that it was overpriced. But uh, the Pokemon Go Plus is currently sold out on Amazon. <laughs> oh, I didn't get mine. So I, uh, I think they knew what audience... Th- was going to buy this, and clearly that audience, like me, didn't care about the price. Uh, so, Will, if you didn't get it, I would, uh, I would keep your eyes peeled, because Amazon usually does two SKUs. Uh, they usually put up a certain amount, that sells out, and then they wait like a couple days, and then they put up the, you know, round two, depending on how many they're getting shipped. Well, somebody else keep their eyes peeled and hit me up when... Alright, I will, I will let you know. But yeah, I, I, that is, the Pokemon Go Plus is supposed to come out at the end of uh, July. Pokemon Go a little bit before that is what they state. I'm actually really excited because that'll be right before I go to Gen Con, which uh, will be nice because hopefully there are different Pokemon in Indiana than there are in Wisconsin. And maybe if there's different Pokemon in Michigan, I'll stop by and say hi to Travis and catch like a Weedle and get out of there. Wait, I can't do imagine to, uh... what kind of boring Pokemon would live in <laughs> Indiana. Vanillox. Um, do you get drive out through... that is the... <laughs> Do you have to drive through Illinois to get to Indiana? I do, yeah. So the, maybe, well, maybe there's different Pokemon there, maybe, too. You know, some Trubbish or something, because Illinois is real trash. Hey, <laughs> oh, I'm harsh. kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we do know that uh, there will only be Pokemon from Red and Blue. They kept saying this over and over. Red and Blue. 
Pokemon from Red and Blue. They, I don't know why they just didn't say Gen 1. Uh, there will be Pokemon only from Red and Blue when the game first launched. That is actually something that I've been preaching for a while and has come true that you want to appeal to people who don't play Pokemon, which obviously Pokemon Go is. That I feel like that's the main drive here is bring back those Gen 1ers. Get them to play Pokemon Go. Get them to buy Sun and Moon. Uh, they did say that they wanted to add the rest of the po They wanted to get to the point where the entire Pokedex is there. But we're only getting... Come July, we're only getting Gen 1. So You brought up that they kept saying Red and Blue and not Gen 1. And that made me think, has any official, whether it be Nintendo or the Pokemon Company or Game Freak, ever referred to... And I hadn't even thought of this before you said it. Have they ever referred to their games as... Gen like generation one, generation two, etc. Or is that just a fan thing? I don't know. I mean, when they showed Sun and Moon, they did say new generation, did they not? Because I think they do use the the generation term. But I don't. Yeah, but I, don't I don't think, think they, they like ever, they do like the numbered thing like fans do. Because somebody, yeah, they just think somebody's gonna have to research that because I can't recall at all. Because I think they would probably want to stay on brand and say the title of the game. Right, yeah. especially, I mean, even in this case, like, those games are available on the eShop for you to buy, so of course they want to say Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Yeah, that makes sense in, in a marketing aspect. Also, if you're, if you're a Gen 1-er, you don't say, I only like, there are exceptions to that, but you don't say, I only like Generation 1. You usually say, I only like, oh, I almost always hear, I only like the first 150. Yeah, that's what people say. They never refer to it as Generation 1. It's only us, yeah, that, us elite podcasters and audience that refer to Generation yeah. 1. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon Go is still exactly what I expect. I think, you know, even if the game to me is not enjoyable, the Poke Pokemon Go Plus looks cool as a It just looks cool as a device. And I always... I, I like accessories. I like gadgets. So... That is true. Some, something, something there. Also, when I wore my Pokewalker, I wore my Pokewalker for several years, and, and when I worked in retail, and I had my Pokewalker on, and I, I, I didn't hide it under my shirt or in my pocket, and like, my Pokewalker was, you know, on my pocket, could be seen, it was always, always fantastic when somebody was like, oh, that's a Pokewalker, this is my favorite Pokemon, blah, 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 what are you playing right now, this is what I'm, like, that interaction was always worth wearing the Pokewalker alone. So you're saying that the Pokewalker invited people to come and talk to you? About Pokemon. A hundred percent. It was... <laughs> no, thank you. And you know, sometimes those conversations are good. Sometimes you're like, oh, my phone's ringing. I, I gotta take this. Have a good one, man. Yeah, Buzel's cool. Hey, don't harsh on Buzel. I know <laughs> several people where like Buzel is their a number one favorite Pokemon. So I am not touching that dude. But let me tell you, Converse Pokemon Go Plus, your thirty five dollar conversation starter, available now on Amazon. Sold out. Not available. Not on not right available now. on Amazon. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was Pokemon at E three. That was its presence. That was the news and. Everything up to that point. So let's uh, let's wrap this up here. We got a Pokemon of the week. Travis hopefully has moveset by now. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's Pokemon of the week to celebrate all Route One bird Pokemon. 
Uh, would be Pidgey, but we're doing its evolution, Pidgeot, which I don't think we've done. Well, we certainly haven't done since it got a Mega Evolution. That's true. and That is true. Mega Pidgeot is real cool looking, I think. Uh, Pidgeot is your bird Pokemon, number 18 in the Pokedex. Evolves from Pidgeotto at level 36. Obviously, Pidgeotto evolving from Pidgey. 50% male, 50% female. Pidgeot grows noticeably when it mega evolves with a larger body and longer, broader wings. Its wingtips and tail feathers are tipped with blue, and its cream color is now white. Its eyes turn red and its pupils turn white. Mega Pidgeot has an even more elaborate crest on its head with streamer-like red plume extending from the mane of its yellow feathers. A red feather projects from the center of its crest, and there is a single red highlight on the left side. The crest is sensitive to air currents, acting like a large antenna and stabilizing Mega Pidgeot's flight. Additionally, its, its increased wing power allows it to produce a gust capable of destroying huge trees. My kind of bird. Nose keen eyes, tangled feet, big pecs. Mega Pidgeot ability is no guard. So Travis, during a battle, are we evolving or not evolving into Mega Pidgeot? I built a Mega Pidgeot set, so we are we are evolving. We, we are going the distance. Should I uh should I dive into it? Bird pun? Yes. I didn't think that was a bird. I guess it is. Birds can dive. We're we're flying on in <laughs> uh to the danger zone. Um, because this is a Kenny Loggins song. Mega Pidgeot has really good speed and special attack, and you know what happens when you've got good stats on those? You put a bunch of damaging moves, and you try to knock things out, so that's what we're gonna do. More importantly, though, Mega Pidgeot has a very cool ability called No Guard, which you might know from the Pokemon Machamp, where a Pokemon with No Guard has 100% accuracy on all of the moves it uses, and on moves that are used against it. So if your opponent has Thunder, for example, Thunder will always hit. Dang. If you have, in this case, Hurricane, Hurricane will always hit, which is really cool. Hurricane um, is 70% accuracy for our listeners. Right. And it's generally an advantage for you because you built this Pokemon around it. They did not build their Pokemon. They, they're not going to have dynamic punch i mean you might dynamic punch is a generally good move but you're less likely to just have a pokemon with a bunch of moves with low accuracy than your mega pidgeot is because you're building it for that while mega or while pidgeot has a lot of good moves its move pool isn't that deep so the set i'm going to give you isn't super creative but uh it'll it'll do the job and it is there are some cool moves like i said you're going to be able to run hurricane and not have to worry about its accuracy Heat Wave, which is a move tutor move in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, gives you some type coverage. Most of your other moves um, from either TMs or, or breeding or are physical, which you're not going to want to do because Mega Pitchot's special attack is so high. Um, and then a lot of the special attack things you learn by level up don't have very high base power. So that's why we're going to a move tutor move there. It actually has access to U-Turn, which although it's a physical move, U-turn is one of the best moves in the game because you can get a little bit of a chip damage in and switch on the same turn. Also, depending on the, which is probably not going to be the case with Mega Pitchup because it's so fast, but sometimes if you want the Pokemon you have out to take the hit as opposed to the Pokemon 
to which you are switching. Your Pokemon is slower. You would rather use U-turn to switch than switch out because your opponent attacks first, then you U-turn, so then you get a free switch in. But that's getting way too detailed. So we're going to do Hurricane, Heat Wave, U-turn, uh, and then to round out the set, we'll do Roost just so that you have a little sustainability there. Um, your item is already Pidgeotite. That's... Some of those are hard to say. Tough word to say. <laughs> your nature is going to be timid, and your EV spread is going to be 252 in special attack and speed. The recommendation I'm seeing here is to plop that four in defense. So do that. If you weren't just just off the top of your brain, if you weren't going to evolve into Pidgeot, what's the preferred ability? What is your normal Pidgeot preferred ability? Oh. Uh, Big Pecs, probably, which is the one where your defense can't be lowered. It's not going to come into play a lot, but it's better than Keen Eye because, well, it depends. No, no one's going to lower your accuracy, so Keen Eye is something <laughs> yeah, you're not really going to nah, choose. Nah. And then Tangled Feet is uh, bad, so don't do that one. <laughs> so, I mean, they're all bad, but Big Pecs is the least bad. All right. Some trivia here. Pidgeot originally had an extra T in its name, but it was dropped. Pidgeot is depicted with a red and yellow tail feathers in the official Generation artwork. And while Generation 3 artwork only displays red ones, when bat rebattling gym leaders in HeartGold, SoulSilver, both Faulkner and Blue both have Pidgeot as their highest level Pokemon. Coincidentally, Faulkner is the first gym leader, while Blue is the last. Otherwise, Mega Pidgeot is tied with Porygon Z for the highest special attack base stat of all normal type Pokemon. Pidgeot was also very popular in Twitch Plays Pokemon. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Pidgeot's real cool. Remember when we had the thing where we would yell it really loud and that was like a joke? <laughs> yeah, here, let me back. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'm back away from my microphone. I won't blow out anyone's ears. Pidgeot! No, I still spiked my levels. Good. People, people really because really? it didn't sound too i guess you know, yeah locally people really like that so i don't know why i don't yeah, know why. And it was, uh and i was one of them i was a listener to the show at that point and man that was really funny <laughs> i don't know why because it's not it's not to me now it's just a person yelling a thing like sure that's kind of what pidgeot sounds like in the anime but i don't like impressions no, I think those aren't funny i think it's funny <laughs> But it was the fun in whatever year that was. I, I was probably like a sophomore in high school. That was the funniest thing I had ever heard. <laughs> I, 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 uh, we never talked about this on the podcast, but it was funny because, uh, I, I found Travis's emails prior to him being on the show of him being a fan. Oh, no. And they were, they were really cute. Oh, no. Boy, oh boy. They were they were something. Oh no. I, f I, I flagged them and I feel like we should share them with our Slack community. Well, I think it's only as fair. long as you show them to me first so that I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> oh, oh, disagree, disagree. We haven't done listener email in such a long time. I think it's time oh, for you to no. keep in that mail bag and let's do some listener email oh, so man. I have something to respond no. to. Oh. Put Travis on the spot, especially after last week's slip up. <laughs> well, that 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 is something for the future. But that I think has been our show for you guys, and I think it was a good one. I think I I we try to be positive here on it's super effective. 
we have a reputation of uh you know being 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 people we're honest we're honest that is a good word to describe our show i think it's safe to say though that we are going into the summer we are going into sun and moon territory all pretty excited yeah this game looks tight it looks real good real tight uh, real tight real tight will is at washing the sink travis is at the travis w I am at Dragging a Lake. If you want to follow Pokemon Podcast on Twitter, it is at Pokemon Podcast. We will be at Gen Con. If you want to see us at Gen Con, we have a free event on Friday night at 6 p.m. Uh, I don't know what that entails, but it is free. Otherwise, uh, support us on Patreon. If you enjoy what you're listening to, join us in the Slack community. It is a lot of fun. This has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast and we are super super Freud goose what a dirty dog <laughs> that's right it's back oh god it never <laughs> left <laughs> <laughs>